0: You need to win every week, okay? You need to go into a week with the plan. You need to come out of the week having evaluated the plan so you know what you did. That way, you never end up in a funk. You never end up feeling demotivated. You constantly feel like you're making progress. And I think there's nothing better than stay motivated and also focused in your business. Creating the beauty business that you dream of doesn't have to take over your life. It's all about mastering some basic principles and putting in place strategies to give your business the strong foundation it needs to build from. Throw in the right mindset, a handful of proven systems, being willing to stretch your comfort zone just a little and knowing how to promote and market yourself properly and your success is inevitable. Problem is, that's not what they taught you when you were learning your skills. So that's what I'm here for. Welcome to the Beauty Business Podcast. Now with over half a million downloads worldwide, it's the number one podcast for the independent beauty business owner dedicated to helping you grow your business to get the clients and the money that you want without all the stress and the worry. Now, my name is Adam Chatterley and I've been helping spas and salons all over the world to succeed for over 20 years now. And I'm gonna help you transform your business starting today. How do you stay motivated when you work by yourself? Few people have asked me this question. So let's figure this out. Before we dive into the episode today, though, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The 7 Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Well, it's actually that and a whole lot more. It's basically a framework for quite simply leveling up your beauty business in just 15 minutes a day. The initial result of that being more bookings for you, and you'll start to see results inside of just seven days. But the longer you do it for, the bigger the results you're going to get. Now it's brand new, it's brand new edition, it's rather beautiful, and it's specifically designed for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. It contains a very simple, easy three-step process that'll take you just 15 minutes a day, ideally the first 15 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your effectiveness, an increase in your connection with your clients and an amplification of all your marketing efforts, which in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and even more a lot more sales as well. So if you want a very short, effective checklist that's full of delightful humor and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost and download your copy today. Start a business, they say. Work for yourself. They said you'll enjoy flexibility and freedom. You won't have a boss. You'll be able to work whenever you want. However, the reality is, <laughs> tends to be a little bit different than that, doesn't it? When things are going great in your business, it's amazing. I love working for myself and I'm sure a lot of the people that I work with and a lot of beauty business owners and a lot of you love working for yourself as well. When it's going well, it's great. Problem is that doesn't happen all the time. In fact, that tends to happen a lot less of the time because The fact is the most of the time you often feel lonely. It can be a bit boring, especially when you're not seeing clients, and you're doing the admin stuff, the businessy stuff that you need to do. It can be a little bit dull. It can be frustrating, especially when you're doing the things you think you need to be doing, but it's just not quite working. It's not quite connecting. And that can lead you to becoming distracted. Things aren't working. It's very easy to get distracted, go off and do something else that doesn't benefit your business in any way, or you know, doesn't really have any effect whatsoever. It can be scary if things aren't working. If the stuff that you're doing behind the scenes, the admin work to try and get clients or generate more money or um, help your team, if it's not working, that can be scary as well. And that can be all kinds of things. It can lead you to be miserable, and all of this stuff can lead, lead you to lose focus very, very easily rather than the key to all this, which is staying motivated somehow in your business so that you kind of leap out of bed on a morning. You can't wait to get started. And even though things may not always go to plan, you know that you're on the right path and you can stay motivated doing that. So instead, we'd love, what we'd love to happen is we'd love to know that all of the work we're doing, whether it's work that we're doing with a client. So if it's a a massage we're doing, it's a facial, if it's a service we're providing, if it's product we're selling, if it's a consultation we're delivering, we want to know that we're working on the right stuff, especially if it's not that stuff, especially if it's kind of admin time or social media time or planning time. We want to know that we're working on the right stuff. Okay. We're doing the stuff that we want to do in the right way. It's leading towards our bigger goals we know exactly what our bigger goals we know they're actually the right goals for us and we're not getting distracted okay we also want our business to be fun and friendly all the time we want it to be interesting you know boredom can set in very easily when you're doing the same sort of repetitive tasks often so we want it to be fun and friendly and interesting we want it to be rewarding probably more than anything something i hear that people start their own businesses for that challenge so we want to be rewarded And that means we want to play to our strengths. We want to stay focused. We want a sense of achievement in everything. So not just when we've had a day fully booked with clients, we want to have a sense of achievement when we've done the admin side of things, the businessy things, the, the accounts, all of that stuff. And basically, like I said, this involves keeping motivated because when you're motivated, I think everything seems much more easy in your business so the mistakes people make often i see here are what i call ad hocing your way through it okay kind of meeting a day and just kind of getting into that daily grind with no particular structure or plan other than maybe the appointments that you've got booked in that day. And then you kind of do other stuff in between. And it's can often be kind of firefighting and emergencies and the stuff that are kind of shouting and screaming at you. That is not a fun way to run your business. And more often than not, that's the reason why you get to the end of a week and you think, what did I do this week? I was busy all week. I was stressed all week. I was worried all week. I wasn't having fun all week. But I can't remember what I actually did. So this, like I said, it leads you to making it up as you go along, not just the day, but the week, the month, the year, and they all kind of bleed into one another. And the very worst thing I think is to get to the end of a, a longer period of time, a month or a quarter or a year and think, I don't think I've made any progress. I've been busy all this time, but I don't think I'm any further forward than I am. And if you ad hoc your way through stuff, you're going to forget to do stuff inevitably, which is going to lead to stress. You're going to be unprepared for things. So you'll, like I say, you'll forget meetings. You'll forget um, things you've agreed to. You'll be unprepared even if you remember at the last minute. You know, you're not sure what to work on half the time. You know, you might get to a day where you suddenly are light on appointments, but you're not sure what to work on when you actually have that spare time. Um, and the big one here is that your goals get forgotten because you may set goals at the beginning of the year. Hopefully you set some goals at the beginning of the year or the quarter or, or whatever. But because you're not always working towards them, you forget them. They get forgotten. Then you get to the end of the year and you're like, what, what happened to those goals that I had? What happened there? And all of this then spirals into kind of a, that, not only lackluster results, but also feeling a bit crappy and causes your motivation levels to drop as well. So the idea I want to focus on today is something that I want to call positive boss mode. I want to teach you how to turn on your own positive boss mode, because believe it or not, there are some really good bits of having a boss, okay? And those are often the things that are missing from working on your own that you kind of don't see initially when you look at the freedom and the fun and the excitement of working for yourself. Okay. So you want the positive bits, but you don't want the bad bits, but yet you still want all that fun and flexibility and that freedom of working for yourself, but you want it to actually work. So it keeps you motivated all the time. So how do you, what is, and how do you turn on positive boss mode? Well, first of all, number one, I want you to get the concept of what I call laying the rails. Okay. Now I've uh, likened business to a journey. Many, many times. I've talked about it being like sat nav in terms of sat nav needing two things to work. Think about the sat nav in your car or on your phone with Google Maps and whatever now. It needs two things. It needs to know where you are now and it needs to know where you want to go. And if it knows those two things, it's already got the knowledge of the ways to get there, the paths and the streets and the roads and all that kind of thing. But if it knows where you are now and where you want to get to, it can map the path for you. Same thing in business. Okay. Um, but I'm gonna change that slightly for this. Uh, particular example, and possibly forever in the future as well, because the problem with SatNav is you can still decide to go off on side roads and go up this side street and think, oh, maybe this is a shortcut and I can go a different way, which turns out not to be a shortcut because it turns out to be a dead end instead. So, with SatNav as your guide on your business journey, you can still get distracted and go off at tangents and things like that, because with infinite options comes infinite distractions. (laughs) However, if instead you go on your business journey like a train, which runs on rails, rail tracks that you lay on the ground and they go to a specific destination, okay, they go straight there, often following the most direct route possible, avoiding the hills and the lakes and all that kind of thing. But the straightest route possible to where you wanna get to. And then you get to the stations along the way, the milestones, we'll call them along the way. So you know you're making the right progress because you're looking on the map and you've seen you've got to that station. So you know you're going in the right direction, which is great. And you know how many stops you are away from where you wanna get to. However, it doesn't stop you occasionally deviating because think about a train, a train can get diverted onto different tracks. But in order for that to happen, it has to be planned out in advance. It has to be done on purpose. It's not a spur of the moment thing, okay? I think I've pushed this metaphor as far as I can go. What do I actually mean by this? I mean planning, okay? I mean, plan the stuff that you're doing for your year and your months and your quarters and your days as if you're on rails, Okay. So plan them out with that much detail. So you know exactly the route you're going on, exactly what you're supposed to be doing each month, each week in order to get to that destination you're going to and the stations along the way. And we've got loads of stuff covering how you could do this, but that's how I want you to think of your planning. Not a suggestion that you came up with at the beginning of the year, but really detailed the goals you want to get to the end station, the destination you want to get to milestones along the way and keep laser focused on that. If you can do that in your business, you can stay motivated. You won't find yourself going off on tangents. But then it's really important on a weekly and a daily basis to make sure that you're sticking to these rails and you're not, you've not picked the train up and gone somewhere else or got off the train and I don't know, <laughs> disappeared out from a station. So you need a simple process for making sure that A, you know what you're doing week to week, week in advance, and B, you can look back and see where you've just come from and what you actually got done that week. Now I've spoken many times about the process we use uh, called weekly winnings. And I want to encourage you to do that. However you can, however works best for you. I want you to win your weeks. Okay. And this is basically a simple way to know that you stay on track. Stay on track. There you go. Stay on track. Stay on your rails week on week. Now we use a one page sheet called win your uh, weeks or weekly winnings. Uh, And if you want me to send you the information about that, just send me an email to adam.beautybusinesspodcast.com. Happily send you that information uh, for free. Uh, But it's in my Facebook group and everything as well. There's training videos on that. Um, Or use whatever planner, whatever journal you feel most comfortable with. But super important that as you head into a week, you know what you're focused on for that week and know the tasks that you want to get done that week that lead you towards your bigger goals. And you want to keep a little mini, very simple, quick journal of the work you do. So when you get to the end of the week, you can look back and see what you did for two reasons. One is you can tick off your list whether you actually did the things you meant to do, but also so you don't get that feeling at the end of the week of what the hell did I do this week? Because you can look back and actually see it. And then you feel that sense of accomplishment and that motivation um, and that progress each week, which stops you then heading into another week feeling deflated and demotivated. Next thing I wanna talk to you about is simplify To amplify. Now, this is a phrase that I accidentally came up with whilst watching a live with a good friend of mine called Pete Scott the other day. uh, And I'm claiming it because I came up with it, but I think a few people were on that call, so you may hear it elsewhere. But yeah, someone may have said this before. I don't believe I've heard it anywhere else. I think I came up with it on the spot, but simplify to amplify. What I mean here is that there are often a lot of tasks that we do repeatedly. It might be something we do several times a day, might be something we do several times a week, might be something that we do several times a month. But a very, very clever person, a good friend of mine, once said to me that uh, a mantra of his in his organization was, if you're going to do something more than once, build a system. Now, when he first said this to me, I didn't really know what he meant. Uh, Because I think of systems as these great big complicated things that, you know, Often need planning out. or that's how I used to think about them anyway. Um, but actually, what you really meant was just if you're going to do something more than once, have a really simple process to follow to make sure you can do it easier the next time, quicker the next time, but so that it gets done in the same way. And this is exactly how the successful franchises of the world work. If you think about McDonald's, McDonald's is not successful because it makes the best burgers in the world. I think we can all agree we can all make better burger than you get at McDonald's. But its success comes from the fact that you can go to any McDonald's pretty much anywhere in the world and know exactly what you're going to get because it is prepared in exactly the same way. They've built these systems. Now, yes, these systems are big and complicated. They have the logistics of delivering the vans and the trucks and the burgers and the bread and the whatever. But a system can be something as simple as, let's say it's emails. Let's say you find yourself sending the same email to clients time and time again. Let's say it's for things like missed appointments, late appointments, reminders of appointments, um, reminders about booking their next appointments, reminders about that they might be running out of product, all these different things that I'm sure we send out time and time and time again, okay? Instead of writing those emails time and time and time again, write it once, save it as a signature in your email system, or save it as a template email or or whatever you call them. And then next time you come to send it, rather than having to type it out, you simply just go to the signatures or go to the template section, select it, maybe type in the name of the person sent. Okay. Now, if you can get that as a habit, you'll save huge amounts of time and you'll start to see other places where you can do this as well. So handover documents. Okay. Something that if you have a team, I imagine you spend yourself spending a lot of time doing is reminding your team of the various processes and things that you'd like to do them in the business. Fact is no matter how good your team is, they will never love and care for your business as much as you do. Okay. So you often find yourself having to remind them of things, tell them how to do things again, ask them if they've done things. Okay. Instead, have a system in place that does that for you. Could be as simple as a daily checklist, could be as simple as a a quick Facebook group or a process document or something like that, that they know when they have to do that task, they go and get said checklist or document and they just go down the list. And that can work for yourself as well, even if you don't have a team. Um, Something that I've started doing uh, is creating myself little simple process documents for stuff that I do regularly or my team does regularly in our business. That are a little bit boring, repetitive, mundane tasks. And my tendency will always be to tweak them every time I do them. So I'll generally follow a plan, but I'll think well, maybe if I do it slightly differently this way. And inevitably, when I do it slightly differently this way, that will involve four or five other jobs and the knock on effect of doing that, which will just take my time. And then I'll feel demotivated because what should have taken me five minutes ended up taking me two hours. So instead, create little simple process documents for yourself and stick to them so that as you go to do something, especially if it's like a multi-step job, you know, follow that plan. You know, just tick the things off as you go through it, get it done in as short a space of time as possible. This goes for other things as well, little mini training videos that you do. So if you find yourself having to write, remind your staff um, or yourself about procedures for doing things or a certain technique in a new treatment create yourself a little training video or create them a little training video so that you can just play it to yourself so that you're not having to get the kind of manual out and read the manual and go through all the notes and all those kind of things. So if there's something you find yourself doing, create a system, okay? And another thing I like to do here to keep it fun, because as soon as you have process documents for stuff, they can be a bit dull. So another thing I do is something I've come to called Stravify. Now, if you're not familiar with it, there's an app you can get for your phone called Strava. And it's essentially a, it's kind of a part personal training app, but it kind of just records your exercise. So if you go for a run or if you go for a bike ride, if you go for a swim, it tracks how long you went for, you know, if you've got kind of a heart rate Fitbit monitor thing, it will track your heart rate. It will track how fast you go over the different distances and it will record your time. So especially if you're doing, let's say you do the same run, it will tell you how fast you went. And what this does is it kind of accidentally creates a little bit of a a competition with yourself. So uh, I use it for bike riding and I'll often do the same bike ride. And there's nothing like going for the bike ride and coming back and realizing you've just beaten your personal best time. So when you've got these process documents in place, a little bit of fun you can have with yourself is to then see how quickly you can get the stuff done. So let's say the first time you do something, it takes you, um, I don't know, 25 minutes, but you create the system as you go. So the next time you come to do it, it takes you like 12 minutes. And then you think, okay, I wonder how I can shave this off again. So you kind of take some steps out or tweak some bits. Next time it takes you eight minutes. Okay. There's nothing like shaving time off in a really notable, measurable way like that to make what can be a pretty boring, mundane task seem like fun. That might just be me, but it works for me. So it might work for you as well. So that's simplify to amplify. Okay. Now, the best way by far, to make sure you stay motivated in your business is to inject some accountability. And this comes back to all of the good bits about having a boss. Okay. So if you think about it, if you have a boss, some might say that a boss would tell you what to do. Good bosses won't actually. Um, A good boss would ask you what you think you should be doing and then confirm your plans or kind of tweak them and set you in the right direction a little bit more. But essentially a boss helps you know what to work on and that you're working on the right stuff. Okay. A boss is someone you can go to when you get stuck or when you're frustrated or when you don't know what to do, or when you've got two ideas and you're not sure which one to work on. A boss is someone who can share your struggles. Okay. They understand what your job is. They understand a little bit about what you're going through. They understand when you've had a bad day or something like that. So you can go to them with a rant, with a a complaint, with a a query, and they can help you. They can put you back on track. You can set you back on the rails if your train's fallen off. Okay. So they can put you back on track. So those are the good bits about having a boss. But this is actually where working with a like-minded individual or an accountability buddy can be a really good idea. Because they can fulfill that positive boss role for you, the good stuff about having a boss. You know, they can be that sounding board for the new idea that you've got to do something in your business that you've kind of been thinking about doing for a while, but you haven't done because you're not sure if it's the right thing to do or anything like that. They can help you get unstuck. So if you get stuck in your business, if something's going round and round in your head, um, if you've got a dilemma, it's on your mind and it's keeping you awake, they can unstick you because stuff that sticks in your head when you're working on your own and it's your business, things can linger for a long time, okay? And not only does that hold you back and stop you making progress, but it can stress you out as well. So they can unstick you when you get stuck on something or when something gets stuck in your head. And you can have a good moan with them at the end of the day. Look, there's when we're running our own businesses, there's no ways about it. Sometimes you just need a good moan. You need someone who understands that you can have a bit of a rant with, okay? And An accountability buddy can be someone to do that with, if nothing else, okay? Just like you could do with your boss and they'd sympathize with you and they go, okay, well, that's great, but now you need to get back to work. That's exactly what an accountability buddy can do for you. So an accountability buddy is a huge thing that you can have, but who can be your accountability buddy? Well, ideally, it's someone who gets your work, someone who understands your job, your role, what you actually do but it can't be a member of your team. It doesn't work, okay? It can't be someone who works for you because you can't go and have a rant to someone who works for you because it might be about them, okay? It might be about another member of staff, okay? So you can't use a member of staff, okay? can't be your competition either because if you want to truly be honest with them and tell them what you're struggling with or what's in your mind or things like that, even if you're friends with your competition, you're still going to hold back. You're still not going to tell them everything things are still going to stay up in your head, okay? And that's not going to work. So it can't be your competition. It could be a friend, okay? It could be a friend of yours if they've either done what you do or do a similar job to you. But I urge you to be careful here because if you have an accountability buddy, a good one will challenge you, okay? A good one will push you. And if that's the relationship you have with a friend, it can change that dynamic. So be very careful if you're going to pick an accountability buddy who is also your friend. All I'm saying, just think about it before you dive in. It also needs to be someone who can be regular with you. So you can have a regular check-in and it needs to be scheduled as well. So this is where a kind of informal arrangement often breaks down because you'll say, okay, we'll catch up once every two weeks. But then if both of you are busy or one of you is busy and you can't make it, it slips, you forget to book it in the next week. So then it ends up being monthly and then you miss a monthly one and then it's every two months and you're just back to where you started again, possibly even worse off because you've got quite used to that, uh, uh offering of, of being able to share problems and, you know, use someone as a sounding board. And I've, I've had this before when I've kind of partnered with people and then I've gone back many times to working on my own. Um, you you get used to that dynamic and then you're back on your own and you really start to second guess yourself for a period of time even more. And often people try to have a situation where this is reciprocal, okay? So you have an accountability buddy, they're your accountability buddy and you act as their accountability buddy. Thing is, that can work, but again, have a think about this because can you handle that? If you're looking for someone who you can go to and share your problems with and use as a sounding board, you know, if you if you then immediately have to turn around and be that person for them, that can be a lot to take on. And often it dilutes the whole process. So it's better to try and find an accountability buddy who you're not then trying to be the accountability buddy for. You could then be the accountability accountability buddy for someone else. So you can have like a, a circular thing going on if you can find that. But sometimes it doesn't work when you're the same accountability buddy that they are for you. That makes sense. Now. This is actually the fundamental offering benefit reason that a lot of people work with a coach because a coach is trained in offering the accountability in a structured way and the advice and the the gentle nudging. They're not your friend. They're often not even someone you know. Their job is to be all those positive boss things, to nudge you, to push you forwards, to give you other ideas, to help you gain clarity, uh, to kind of get you back on the rails. That's basically what a coach does. But to this day, I still find people hesitant if they've never worked with a coach before, because it can be a little bit scary if you've never worked with a coach before. It's quite a big uh, commitment. It's quite a big change. And if you listen to last week's podcast, everything about change feels scary and your fears will try and hold you back where you are. So even if you have that thought of going, maybe I should work with a coach. Maybe I should go and find someone who can help me through this challenge that I'm having. But your brain, your mind will kick in and it will go, oh no, that seems scary. That would involve, you know, making a decision about who to work with as a coach and spending money and taking a risk no, let's just stay where we are right now and we'll just keep everything in our own head. So it can be scary. Okay, It can be quite an investment. Often working with a coach uh, it involves spending a significant amount of money. Now that money should always come back to you in increased revenue, either increased revenue from earning more or increased time uh, for yourself, therefore allowing you to earn extra money or even maybe the time is that currency that you're looking for. So it could be quite an investment, both in money and in time, in time for you to work with that coach. Traditional coaching sessions last often somewhere between half an hour to an hour. So depending on how regularly you meet, that could be a decent commitment in time as well. Now you can get some of the benefits of these by joining groups. I've seen uh, a number of kind of groups on Facebook where people try to... um, offer these solutions in there, but, and I've made this mistake as well, I join a group that looks like it can can kind of help me, but often I help more people and find myself spending my time watching other people's videos and giving feedback on other people's stuff and, you know, helping other people more than I seem to be getting help myself. And whilst I love doing that and it's great, if you're trying to grow your business, someone using up more of your time is not what you're looking for. Now I'm a problem solver at heart. Okay. I love a good escape room. I miss escape rooms. I haven't been to one for ages. So I decided to borrow an idea from my own coach with permission. And I created an offering, a program, called it a case study actually when I did it, called Frame Yourself. Okay. Now we ran this this year as a case study pilot program to see if it would work. Because As you'll know, in business, everything is just a hypothesis until you actually prove that it works. And the idea was it was to provide weekly accountability to beauty business owners, but in a very, very lightweight way. We chose to do this by email. The reason we chose to do it by email was because by email... There's no big fixed time commitments, okay? You don't have to show up to a call at a particular time. So if you're a small business owner and you get last minute client bookings and things like that, you don't have to not take a client because you made a commitment to spend half an hour on the phone or on Zoom with a coach. So it can work around everything that you do. So there was no big time commitment, plus doing it by email means you can work at your your own pace, you can do it when you want and massively lowers the cost as well. So two of the big scary things the commitment and the cost no longer apply. Now, the way it works is every week I send out an email to the people who are signed up and it is witty and it is entertaining and it's hopefully insightful as well, but it has three questions on there. Always ends in three questions, okay? Those three questions are, what did you work on this week? What are you planning to do next week? Is there anything else on your mind? And in those three questions are the fundamental core coaching questions, okay? What are you done? What are you gonna do? Anything else on your mind? That allows me to provide that positive boss role for the beauty business owners that I work with, okay? So I ask them those questions on a Friday in an email. They respond to me over the weekend with what they got done, what they're going to do and anything else that's on their mind. Okay. So questions one and two, they're the accountability because that's what you've got done. So it's checking up on last week's. So what you're going to do is you planning what you're going to do and committing to it for the following week, knowing that I'm going to then check in with you. And question three, that's the coaching bit. So if there's anything else on your mind, if there's anything causing you to need a rant, if there's anything that you're second guessing yourself on, if you've got two options to take and you're not sure which one, that's the coaching bit. We can then help you make that decision. So I then respond on a Monday to your feedback, meaning that you then spend the week working on the right things in the right way. You get the shit done. You reach your goals. You stay motivated and you stay having fun. It's absolutely worked way better than I could have ever, ever, ever imagined it working. Now, if you'd like me, if you're intrigued, if you'd like me to be your accountability coach for the next 12 months, I'd love you to come and take part in this. Like I said, we've run it for about eight months this year and we're kicking it off again at the start of the new year. So just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash frame, F-R-A-M-E for all of the details. You've Got till the end of December if you want to come and join because the way it works, I've realized I need to keep the emails relevant to the time of year that it is slightly. So you've got to the end of December to come and join. I'd love you to come and join. Okay. Um, all the information you need is there. Beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash frame. This point, you're probably asking yourself, what's the cost? Well, let me just ask you this. What would you pay to save, say even a couple of hours a week? Save a couple of hours a week in the time you're spending procrastinating, faffing, not doing the right things, getting distracted, not enjoying what you're doing. So I could I could fix a couple of hours for you. What you earn in a couple of hours? Conservatively, let's say, I don't know, it's $40. Okay, 30 pounds, whatever. So every week we could save you 60 pounds, $80. Probably worth it, right? To, you know, get those stresses out of your head. Well, it's nowhere near that much. In fact, I think it works out about $19 a week. Okay. Or less. I think it might be less than that, actually. All the information you need, like I said, it's beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash frame. Love you to come and join. And that's not enough for you. We've just done a poll of everyone who joined and stuck with frame over the last few months. Every single one of them, I'm very proud to say this. every single one of them is up in terms of revenue to pre-COVID levels. Okay. Now, if that's not a big enough reason to look at accountability as a serious part of your business. And I don't know what it is. Imagine what we can get done in 12 months. Oh, I should explain the name. Yes. Uh, I decided to call it Frame Yourself for two reasons. Um One was kind of, turns out to be accidental. Okay. There's a, there's a Yorkshire phrase as it turns out, which is where I'm from, which is where I grew up. I didn't realize this was a Yorkshire phrase, until I created this program. So um, frame yourself in Yorkshire uh, means to, you know, come on, get up, get it done. Okay. Stop messing around, get it done. That's what it means. I grew up being told to frame myself on a weekly basis (laughs) by my mum. Okay. Now I thought this was a fun thing to call this program because it's exactly doing that. It's saying, come on, get up, let's get it done. Let's make a plan. Let's frame yourself. Let's get it done wasn't until I was on a meeting a couple of months ago uh, with someone who now lives in London, but was from Yorkshire. And I must've said, frame yourself. I must've, in the co- context of the conversation, I must've said, frame yourself. And he just went, oh, that really reminds me of home. And it wasn't until then that I was like, what do you mean? And he said, oh, it's such a Yorkshire phrase. No one else will have ever heard that. So we went around the the, the people who were on this Zoom call that I was on. No one had heard this phrase other than me and this other chap. And then I went around all the friends that I have and the people that were actually enrolled on my course, no one had ever heard of this phrase. So it's funny to me, means nothing to anyone else. But actually the reason I called it Frame Yourself was the frame bit of it stands for focus, results, accountability, motivation, and education, which are the five key principles that I want you to take from this program. So that's how it ended up being called Frame Yourself, if you are curious. Okay. So what I want you to remember from today's episode, well, first of all, I want you to remember that with great freedom comes great responsibility, if you're a Spider-Man fan. So if you want to avoid demotivation and stay motivated in your business working for yourself, you need to do one of or all four things. You need to lay the rails, okay? You need to have plans in place that are more like you're on a train journey than you are on a car journey using sat nav, which means you can get distracted much more easily and try and take shortcuts that turn into dead ends. You need to win every week. Okay. You need to go into a week with the plan. You need to come out of the week having evaluated the plan. So you know what you did that way you never end up in a funk. You never end up feeling demotivated. You constantly feel like you're making progress. And I think there's nothing better than stay motivated and also focused in your business. You need to simplify the tasks that you're doing. Simplify to amplify. You're gonna do something more than once. Create a simple system for yourself so that you save time the next time. And if you can, Stravify yourself by setting personal best times or personal best results every single time you do it, okay? Finally, the biggest way to change this is to insert some accountability. Whether that's finding yourself an accountability buddy, whether it's working with a mentor, whether it's working with a coach, Whatever it is, that honestly will transform your results in your business and your ability to stay motivated, stay focused, stay on the rails that you've laid for yourself. So take it from someone who's deliberately chosen and re chosen to work by themselves several times. These are the solutions that are going to help you. And if you'd like me to help you put these things in place, then I invite you to go and visit beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash. Frame and I'll tell you to frame yourself on a weekly basis. That is all from me for this week. If you've enjoyed this episode, if you found value in this episode, I would love for you to go and leave me a rating and/or review on iTunes or whichever podcast application that you're listening to me on. It helps me know that the stuff that I'm telling you is actually useful. It helps me understand what bits you like, and it helps. I believe other people find the podcast, which is what I really wanna do because I wanna help more and more people, okay? So if you've got time and you know how, if you don't know how, go Google it. Um, Leave me a rating and a review on iTunes or whatever podcast that you listen to this on. I thank you so much. I will be back again next week with another episode of the Beauty Business Podcast. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing, or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten, and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at.